Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. battery level Uh-oh. energy wise you know cell phones they just shut off usually at like one two percent they don't I, my, my phone never makes it down to zero I, yeah i don't i don't i don't know why they do it that way but it's uh certainly never uh you never get to see it in person but so, so you're liable to fall asleep during this recording i mean i'm gonna tell you that i've fallen asleep before in previous recordings <laughs> how, how, how about that how do you like me now um, yeah, uh, yeah. We we just lost three listeners. Just, oh, well, Jesus. Um, that's a, that's an actually tangible uh, loss. So yes. um, I'm in marathon training, and this week, Carolyn and I were scheduled to run the Pride uh, four mile race. Uh, obviously, it is uh, Pride weekend in New York City. Happy Pride to everybody. And this was the first time in like ever that I was able to run this race. Uh, normally, for whatever reason, we're just out of the out of the city, and so we just uh, haven't been able to sort of you know, participate in this particular race in Central Park. And so, yeah. because I'm in the beginning of marathon training, I'm trying to stick to it. And then I look and I find out that oh, okay, I have. I'm scheduled to run a five-mile long run on top of a four-miler the day before. So I was like, you know, I'll swap it around. So instead of running it the five miles on Saturday, I'll just run it on Friday. And then I'll only have to run the four-mile race. And that this way the mileage uh, is sort of intact. So I did that. And what was tough was it was so humid Friday morning. That I came back and it was just officially like, oh, that was a really hard run. You know, the dew points really high. The sun was essentially like, it was nice and cool in the shade. But if you got caught in the sun, it just felt like 10 degrees warmer. So I'm already going into the weekend a little exhausted, right? Um, And then we have to wake up really early because the race starts at 8.15. So up earlier than I expected it to be normally. And then... We get there, and while we're standing in like the, the beginning race area, they tell us, "All right, guys, conditions for the run, uh, the I guess the, the threat level, but like you know the uh, the danger level or whatever it is that they do." Wait, wait, it's like, really? They have like sort of a like a level to be like, "Hey, what are the course conditions currently like?" Um, and okay. they norm- yeah, they just do it so that it's not like a terrorist threat level. It's more of like, you know, course conditions. Is it optimal? Is it suboptimal? Um, and especially after what happened at the Brooklyn half where the, the person passed away from overexertion. Right, right. Uh, they, they sort of took it a little bit more seriously this time. And they said, all right, guys, listen, it's going to be really hot. The humidity's uh, way higher. We're going to set the level 
uh, to essentially uh, a yellow. And so they literally told people, please do not overexert today. Today is not the day you go for personal records. And so I had just run five miles a day before. Uh, I'm realizing that I have to find, and I'll get into this a little bit later potentially, but I don't know how your body recovers from really intense workouts, but mine almost has like a really hard time because I can't really sleep well the day after, or the night after the uh, like a really hard workout. Uh, my body has a really hard time almost like cooling down. Yeah. And so I'll wake up in the middle of the night, just like either like my body's like radiating heat. Um, wow. And I, I am super hydrating, right? Like I probably drank, I think I recorded like 12 or 13 glasses of water. And wow. so like I am drinking a lot of water, but there's just yeah. something about my body's inability to like essentially dissipate the heat. I need a heat sink of sorts. Um, and so I'm trying to find foods and there's like uh, Chinese green mung beans or something, uh, that I grew up eating as a kid. I just remember, like, Oh, that's something that you eat to literally cool the body. Like this whole concept of like foods that like raise the internal temperature, cool the internal temperature. And so I've got to get to Chinatown to, to buy that at some point soon. But anyways, digress, ran that race. Uh, wasn't really looking to like set any records at all. So just sort of found a pace and just sank yeah, yeah. into it. Um, I don't really even know what my official pace is for that race. Uh, I'll probably look at it. I'll look it up later. And then, so that was the beginning of the day. And then the other big piece of news is my sister is engaged. And yesterday uh, evening was the engagement like uh, dinner. And well, so my parents, yeah. Thank you. Family's very excited for her. Yep. Uh, family came into town. I got to meet some of Kurt's family. Uh, we also just got to meet a lot of like, you know, their sort of friends, both some of her fiance's friends, some of her friends. I saw a friend of hers that she went to high school with. And, and when I saw her and she introduced herself and I go, oh, my God, you are old. You're making me feel old. <laughs> yeah it's like oh my you're like it's one of those things where like i don't know the last time you saw like one of majub's high school friends but it's just mm-hmm. one of those things where like oh we're oh this is what age and time does to everybody cool right right uh but it was really can nice I, to see that she I, you know some of her friends are still there i'm gonna i want to just quickly circle back to that when you finish telling the story about just age and how you like oh yeah y- yeah yeah but i don't want to interrupt the story so keep going so you know uh that was a big banquet style dinner. Uh, kudos to you know Julia and her fiance for putting it all together. Uh, nice to see my family come into town, and then my parents were like, "All right, you know they're gonna get back to the hotel." My sister was like, "All right, all of our friends are going to a bar," and I'm thinking to myself, "Man, I'm exhausted." But said, all right, we'll go to the bar for a little bit, you know, and then we we stayed for a, a few a few minutes, but then shortly thereafter, we were like, "Oh, well, we have to actually be up at." like five in the morning um and it's already been like a crazy like full day and so we're gonna dip and carolyn actually called there's a service a car service similar to uber and lyft in new york city called the revel i don't know if you've ever heard of revel if revel's available near you r-e-b-e-l or v-e-l v-e-l victor i don't think i've ever heard of it it's essentially an uber where they only use uh 
Teslas. Oh, really? So got to ride in a Tesla for like the second time in my life, which is very cool. The, it, the pickup is, on that car is insane. Is there that much desire to like to ride in a Tesla that that there's or even enough Tesla owners that this has like that large of a user base? So I mean, it I is guess a so based on the that, fact that you're telling me this. Yeah, I think it's a company. It's not personal Teslas. I don't think. Oh, I think oh, it's like a okay. fleet of Teslas that are just I essentially see. taxied. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so we did that. Very cool to ride back in it, and then we like sort of tried to. I mean, we tried to get to bed as early as possible, but at this point, it's like a, a little past midnight, and then we had to wake up at uh, 5 a.m. this morning because Carolyn and I were volunteering. Uh, part of the New York City uh, runners, road runners program in order to sort of qualify for the marathon is you have to run nine uh, qualifying races and they let you know what those races are beforehand. And then you also have to do uh, a single volunteering event. It's called the nine plus one program. Uh, it's how most people in the sort of New York area qualify. You know, you run your nine races. They can be as short as a mile the most common length is like either a 5k which is 3.2 miles to the five miles so it's like there's a ton of short races you also have like your half marathons you have your like 18 milers uh and so there's it, it sort of runs the the gamut right we decided uh to volunteer today's race which is the uh achilles uh four miler which is essentially there is uh, an organization that helps disabled athletes sort of compete and run and sort of you know be their best. And so they have like uh, athletes who run as guides uh, on the course to, to help them finish. And so we were there uh, just being part of the bag check team where if you had like, you know, a clear bag of stuff that you wanted to check uh, before you ran the race. And then when you're done, you come back and then we give you your bag and you're sort of on your way. Is it hard? Absolutely not. We had a great time today. We met up with a, a mother-daughter team from Jersey, and they were really funny. They were sort of like ripping each other the entire time. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fact that, you know, I had run a five-miler the day, the, uh, Friday morning, and that right. zonked me. Going into another four-mile run, the, you know, uh, off That's of good. pretty terrible sleep because I went into bed at around 11, and my whoop says I was up from like 3.30 a.m. on. Jeez, man. Yeah, and so that whole like heat sink thing is it is an issue during marathon training. So I, I do need to find some sort of salt for this. Yeah, and then cool. right then the four mile race, and then the uh, engagement celebration dinner, getting back home, going to bed a little after midnight, waking up at five a.m. And so what we did after that today, Carolyn had a sort of pre birthday surprise planned. And she found this, uh, not even a replica, it was like an actual Chinese garden where all of the layouts, um, the materials were shipped in from, from China. It's, the, it's one of two Chinese gardens in America. This one's in Staten Island. So we took the car out there uh, and then walked around. We got ice cream at, uh, on the North Shore of Staten Island. We just came back. Um, and so it was, it was a really full day. Uh, but at one point, I did fall asleep on the couch before we were we head out to Staten Island. There's a photo of me essentially hugging Oliver, and my face is a little too close to his butt, um, and he just like laid there and like napped with me. But 
that was one of those moments where it really felt like, you know, because I think we were just, like, uh, chilling on the couch for a little bit. And then my body just, like, it's sort of just, like, one of those things where, like, even you don't touch your mouse on your computer and just, everything just goes black. I don't even remember closing my eyes. Uh, but that was certainly the uh, the culmination of the entire weekend. And so uh, had a lot of fun in Staten Island. I had a lot of fun getting all the runs done. Oh, one thing I have to tell you. When I was volunteering this morning, uh, I rolled my ankle really, really badly. One of those, like, NBA, somehow the sneaker rolls at an angle that you don't think is possible. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember rolling it. And so I've got these, I've, I think I've told you this before. I've, I'm like, oh, my body's overly pliable, according to a couple of sports doctors, where my joints are a little bit softer than most which yeah. allows me to be a little bit overly flexible, but that also means that I'm susceptible to like these soft tissue things happening. And one thing that happens to me, I feels like all the time is I roll my ankle. And this morning I rolled it, I just heard a crack. And so I was like, oh, it's one of those. You, you've oh, had boy. those, right? Yeah. So I'm really hoping that it's not that big a deal because I got to put three miles on it tomorrow. And I'm hoping that when I wake up, it's not going to like be the size of a mango. Yeah. That's brutal. Sorry to hear that. I, uh, man, it's been a long time since I've had. No, no, it hasn't. I forgot. I, I can't remember if I told the story when I really twisted my ankle pretty hard um, a few years ago um, when I was in England. No, what? There was a. Um, it was like an indoor ninja warrior type of. Oh thing. yeah. Yeah, I told you this because like it was the very first task. It was the oh. the roll the little log the rolling log thing, whatever. Like you know, you run, you basically run across it, and every step that you oh, you know it no. spins freely, and so like this thing is only like two two three feet off the ground, right? And I'm approaching it, and I know, and I'm fully aware that you're supposed to run as quickly as you possibly can across the thing, because that way you, you're you're not on it, you're not standing on the thing long enough. To influence. Both my ankles just uh, exploded hearing the story. Yeah, right. So I'm aware of how I need to do this, but I wanted to test it just to like see how, like, what is it going to be like? Because as you get older, which is good, it's going to circle back to my uh, to the comment that I was going to say uh, when you were talking about seeing younger, you know, some of your uh, sister's friends. Um, I you, like you're just super keenly aware of all the ways something can go wrong mm. and lead to your injury and that's exactly what i'm thinking i'm like yo like i can easily fall off this and and twist my ankle because i'm going to be moving laterally and, and i'm not going to be able to catch myself correctly right like it's going to oh, be yeah. a very sudden and jolted like reaction and so i uh i try to like step on it and and just like get a feel for it like an idiot and i end up falling and so i'm like okay no problem like i'm gonna i'm just gonna land but because i wasn't moving too fast at this point i kind of fell straight down meaning and like if you're stand like if you yeah it's it's got to be like two feet above the ground because if you can literally just like straddle it and not have it hit your crotch as you like you know stand on both sides of this thing and so i uh i fall straight down and i end up like landing bow-legged over the over the uh the spinny thing but my i landed awkwardly on one of my ankles dude that hurt for months it wasn't it was no joke that thing it hurt for months yeah maybe not month not months plural but like we'll say at least a month i was keenly aware see i see it hurts is the wrong word i was very aware of it though for a long time like did i could get it checked out i did not know 
Jesus. That, that's 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 very typical for me. Um, yeah. So I had to I had to take a break. I had to sit for like five minutes and just like shake it off. Oh, yeah. Afterwards, I was able to go right back onto it. That was the one. That was the that's one thing the I didn't. The adrenaline do. is kicking in, dude. That's the natural painkiller. Nah, nah. I was I was I was literally I literally did every single I did every single um like uh trial or task or whatever after that there was like they had the, they had a version of the warped wall they had the uh like this the um what is it called like the spider walk or something where you were like you have a narrow you have two narrow wall or two walls that are like you know parallel to one another that are uh, pretty close to each other and if you would jump you can push your legs against it and hold yourself up with enough lateral pressure on each wall and uh you know even on my ankle i was able to do that just like fly through it let me say this real quick. When I busted my ankle this morning, stepping on like a, a tree root or something that was sticking out of the dirt. Yeah. And then my ankle popped. It like hurt really badly for about 10 seconds. And mm-hmm. then I could feel my ankle getting really warm. And then I go, oh, I see what this is going on. And then like the pain dissipated pretty quickly. And I go, oh, yeah, dude, that's natural uh, <laughs> adrenaline and, like, all that cortisol that's, like, making you not feel up. Is that really what you're thinking this whole time? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, mad yeah. Mad like, I, I'm literally, if that happens to me, I'm literally sitting there, like, cursing. I'm angry. I'm like, yo, I know this is going to get worse and worse, and then here we go. Like, you know, like, I, that's that's about all I can think of. Not, I'm not thinking, okay, here, this 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 process is kicking in right now. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, because I'm marathon training, I'm pretty keenly aware when like stuff starts to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know my hips and my butt are like re- overly sore right now. That just means I'm not, you know, I'm not putting in the the, uh, the strength training that I'm supposed to. But uh, when when the ankle popped today, I go first of all, I can't be out for the season. That's the first thing. Second of all, I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna keep like moving the ankle around, making sure. That there's uh, there's blood flow going to the to that area, but I'm also just trying to make sure that like if I break this ankle or if it's been um, in any way sort of like seriously hurt, I gotta know about it ASAP. And so, because I'm going away for July Fourth as well, um, and I just kept like sort of like moving my ankle in three sixty degree sort of uh, circles. Um, in like both directions, just to feel like if it if I feel like it broke it, or if yeah. I severely sprained, I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, what I mean, like right. there is a limit to this, and because I haven't felt that yet, I'm feeling a little okay, but I'm also nervous that tomorrow I'm gonna be fucking like, do I put three miles on it? Do I take a break for a day? You know, like all this stuff. Because my the long run distance of the week is nine miles. And I, ha- I want to stay on course with this stuff, but I also don't want to like jeopardize the long-term health things. Right. And so was I super frustrated that I had rolled my uh, my ankle? Absolutely. I wasn't just like automatically thinking about that stuff. But in addition, I was thinking to myself, oh, I hurt it really badly immediately. Oh, it doesn't hurt as much anymore. Oh, that's right. This is how this stuff works. It's like the adrenaline's kicking in. And I did know that because a couple of hours later, like my ankle was pretty ginger to the touch. And I go, yep, the uh, the adrenaline's gone. It's like, this is like, oh, like you you now have to face the cold light of, of exactly what's happened. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. But that's really the weekend. And so I just wanted to sort of race through that really quickly because your boy's tired. 
I know that your boy's been talking about playing some Fall Guys with everybody, but I am going <laughs> to have to just knock out tonight. So if you, if you and our good friend uh, can, can can get it can get it uh, running tonight, I'd be very happy for for both of you to, to get a couple of runs in. Gotcha. All right. Well. That's fair. Um, can I actually circle back real quick and talk about this one one thing? Yeah. Um, so, fairly recently, I looked at myself in the mirror. And it, it happens occasionally when I just like look at myself in the mirror and like I almost don't recognize who I see. This will especially happen when I like see pictures of myself because especially like pictures of myself now, in comparison to pictures of myself like ten years ago, and I'm like. I can see the age on my face. Like I can, I can. There's so many like physical di- differences of my own face today as compared to ten years ago. It's not like just like a thicker beard or whatever it is. Like I have some gray hairs too, um, but it's just like texture. It, it's really, 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 really difficult to like um, quantify or explain the individual things or the features that I'm seeing on myself now. But it's just kind of weird because the, my my almost internal picture of myself is still who I was when I was like, say, 23, 24, 25, somewhere in that range. And uh, I'm like, you know, a decade at least, you know, at most a decade beyond what like, I think I actually look like. Are you, have you, I guess, seen that, thought about that at all? Yeah, I'm fatter, dude. I'm fatter. (laughs) Not, not, not not than you were 10 years ago, though. That's also true. Fuck. Yeah. Far, Um, far. Yeah. Yeah. You've had a dramatic change, in fact, over the last... 10 years at least physically in that regard yeah i also think that there's a little bit of body uh dysmorphia that i have where i always feel like i'm yeah. way uh way fatter than i may be but yeah. there's just this notion of like uh i don't notice in my face uh if i am a lot older i always feel like i am essentially just like a juvenile looking also yeah i'll say this so i was i um I finally got a uh, an inner tube to replace the uh, the pop tire on my uh, on my bike, and so I took my bike out a like uh, I guess uh, a week or so ago, and as well as earlier this week. And every time I'm on it, like I kind of think of myself as if I look like I'm riding a bike outside, and it's not just it's it's different than when I was riding my bike in back in Delaware because I was mostly riding along just like roads, but when I'm riding through like the neighborhood to get to a road right i am i almost imagine myself as i was when i was a little kid and it sounds it sounds a bit silly or or ridiculous like you know how you were when you were on your bike when you were like 10 years old because i can almost envision as if people are seeing me thinking like this makes absolutely no sense thinking as if i should be a little kid because I'm i'm on because i'm on a bike but then realizing wait i don't look anything like that at all um I don't know. It's, I guess, I guess what I'm really feeling is how, you know, like you'll talk about something happening 10, 15, 20 years ago, and you have, you know, very vivid memories of each of these different things, like 10, 15, 20 years ago. Like, it's pretty much everyone, like, what what do you think? Like 25, you could say something happened 25 years ago and have pretty decent memories about it. We were, we were what, uh, eight years, eight years old at uh, 25 years ago? I think so. That's yeah. what I'm being told. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it sounds it sounds dumb, but um, I guess I'm just I I'm 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 thinking more about my age than I ever did before in terms of 
the fact that I'm getting older, you know, I don't have like concerns about it or, or anything like that. It's just, I guess, more or less an observation that I'm making and realizing that we, we are adults and people will often look to us to make decisions. And you're like, wait, shouldn't that be left to the adults when you're literally part of the group? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that is certainly an interesting observation. <laughs> anyway. I got nothing interesting this weekend that happened. Um, did chores, uh, cleaned. What's my, next up uh, in the house? What's next up in the house in terms of like getting stuff done? I think I told you about the fence actually last time, but the fence is probably something that's going to have to wait for a bit. Um, honestly, I think I think the next big project right now, at least Lane is, is, is you know, she's fully focused on this event right now is Gordon's birthday party, which is in a, which is like just over a month from now. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it'll be uh he'll be three. She's working on invitations. She's uh, working on like um, decorations and everything else. So um, yeah, that's that that's the big one. Honestly, it's a little bit relieving to not be think to like you know potentially just let the the fence idea pass for a little bit, just because of how expensive everything is getting these days. The idea of of, of spending a large amount of money on another big project is it's like. It'd be nice to see a little bit of money in my bank account from from month to month without seeing the number go down. I mean, that's all a part of uh, being a an adult. You're you're making you're making your castle exactly the way you envision it. I'll tell you what, this castle. There's no way this castle is is, uh, is our forever castle. So, I guess that's the that's the other aspect is what how what do you want to put in for something that you know realistically or, or maybe even ideally you would move out of and you know within five years to find our more permanent solution or more permanent you want to move out of your home in five years i don't know when i want to move out the home but I, it depends on how long i want to stay in this in this area you know if you had your choice right now what would it be i have no idea i've thought of i've been thinking about this a lot lately yeah. like there's a there's so much about just being back in delaware that you know the, the, the southeastern pennsylvania area where there's just so much comfort to that area. We were, I was there for like 20 years, um, all you know, most of my entire adult life. No, no, sorry, not not well. I guess all of my adult life was in that area, right up until the point where I moved from here or from there. So, so many memories. Some like we have, you know, fairly decent social network with all that time that we had there, that we just kind of uh, abandoned. And so I wondered whether we would want to end up, you know, end up going back out uh out east to that delaware area again i'd say there's a good chance of it but there's also probably an equally good chance to like move somewhere that was a that has a slightly more ideal climate to to uh you know what i want like i, w- I want to feel the four seasons but i don't necessarily need to feel these this uh the, the colds that we were feeling this year what do you mean it's just so like so compared so uh, like the Chicago winters compared to the Delaware winter, temperatures were just far lower. Like we would ha- we would often have days that were just single digits. We would dip into the negatives for a bit. Um, we would have snow like for one snowstorm, just kind of linger for like a month because it never got warm enough for that snow to to leave. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. So it was just super cold. But then. Um, it took longer for us to get, you know, warmer days. Like I remember talking to my dad occasionally. He'd be like, "Oh, it's like 70. Meanwhile, like I'm wearing a coat, or at least I took a coat to work that morning because it was super cold. So 
um, there's that factor. But like it would, I, I, I think that a like North Carolina style winter could be more our um, cup of tea. Like you still feel the cold, there's still some snow, but it's just overall some or the the warmer months, they're just there are more of them. Um, I don't know, but like that, I think I still think that mostly will end up going where there's work. Um, I don't really care to work remote full time, so mm-hmm. I think that our next location will just it'll be based off the job. I mean that's that's makes that makes sense. Most people's moves are sort of based on the job, right? Like if if an amazing opportunity showed up somewhere, mm-hmm. things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you think you would want to be fully remote, like moving no. forward? Like, would no. you be would you would you ever be comfortable taking a full remote job at this point? I mean, would I be like if it was a te- if it was a temporary thing, right? Like, let's just say let's just say you you would take a job. And maybe this isn't for Sandy of you know thirty two years old Sandy. Maybe this is more of a question for like twenty five year old Sandy or twenty two year old Sandy, where it's like, would you take a job that you are you know you're only going to have for like three years if it was fully remote? Uh, I mean, so that's interesting, right? Because technically I have, uh, accepted a fully remote job right now. Mm -hmm. And I think what helps significantly is the fact that the company is extremely supportive of me going up into the office, uh, a couple of times a quarter, I'd say. Yeah. Like once, like a couple of days every other month. I think it's incredibly important to build that texture. You can call me a boomer. Um, so I feel like uh, a lot of things get solved when everyone's in the room. You know, everyone's sort of focused on the same problem. It doesn't mean that we're all like 100% focused per se. Sometimes you just got to talk around the problem before you can talk to it. But with Zoom, like the, the, the issue with Zoom is well, the second somebody starts talking, you cut off everybody else, right? And there is right. some power to the side conversations that can happen within reason. Yeah, um, no, I completely agree. So, but to answer your question, I think I might love a hybrid role where I'm not asked to go yeah. in every day. But it also just yeah. depends, right? Because if, for whatever reason, uh, the the role is like in New York City and it's on a train line that I'm like really easy for me to get to, might not be the biggest issue, uh, right. given where the new apartment's going to be. And so, there's like all this stuff that can. Uh, that can sort of, I guess, sway how I answer that question. I took this rule knowing it was going to be 100% remote. I do know, though, that, like, I would like to be able to meet my colleagues in person a couple of times just to build that, like, trust and understanding of, like, how does this person communicate? Are they being weird? Are they the person that likes to put periods after everything? And I take it really aggressive. <laughs> you know, it's, like, small stuff like that that can really have a massive impact on your relationship with uh with your colleagues mm-hmm. and so i've already noticed like significant uh benefit for doing that um and so there's uh i i don't know if i'll say this we spend our early stages of our career a majority of our career working in the office five days a week and working a hundred percent remotely uh all on like sort of a, a distributed team Something very recent, obviously something that I'm capable of doing, but I think that the optimal uh, split is some days in the office, some days at home. No 
know what the, whether that's three and two in either direction or one and four in either direction. Uh, I don't think I have a perspective on that, uh, but I do know though that like I love going up to Boston to like lead the team, um, but I don't know if I'd be able or willing from like a physical, mental toll perspective of like doing what consultants do, which is you know get there Monday morning, leave Thursday afternoon, work from home on Friday. Uh, Saturday at home, Sunday, whatever. But like you know, it could be one of those things. Like Sunday night, you head back to Boston. Like I don't know if I could do that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm very much in the same boat. Um, I I really like the hybrid option. Like you know, it's no one's no one's gonna like think anything um, if you don't show up on a random Tuesday, right? Like, um, it's not a big deal if you do that. But like myself, that's that's where I am with my company right now, and I'm still in the office like five days a week, maybe sometimes four. So, um, yeah, I, I I just know I just find that I work better in that when I'm in the office environment. And just like you said, like there 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 is a lot of valuable conversations that happen, whether it's a you know a side conversation during you know before or after a meeting, or if it's even like just during a one on one with um you know with someone that you've arranged and obviously like even in zoom conversations i just i feel like when, when it comes to zoom things tend to stay much more on topic so you, you know we're talking about the business and once you're finished talking about the business it's like okay let's get back to what we're doing and i just feel like it's a lot easier to get into those um side conversations that are that happen to be productive when you're both you know when you're face to face in person but that also could just speak to, I guess, the, na- the nature of some of the relationships that I have in the office or with people. Um, but I just feel like it's it, maybe while we'll get to that point where we will join a Zoom call and just, you know, shoot the shit for half an hour um, while also getting work done. But I think that I wouldn't reach that level unless I met with these people a lot more in person. Yeah, it's it's uh, the nature of the world that we're in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wait, real quick, same question. Like, where do you, where, where would you, like, if you, if you could move wherever you wanted right now, where would you go? Like, what's your dream home location? Uh, you know, it's a crazy thing, but my dream home would be two homes. Okay. I mean, bi coastal. Yeah. I probably want to do something like New York City and then somewhere in like SoCal. Okay. San Diego. Yeah, and just do like six months and six months where like in the winter time just go to SoCal. Like I yeah, hear you yeah. on the seasons thing, but No, I get it. I get you it. You get it. I mean winter no, I in New York City is brutal. Yeah. Um whether it's the wind, the uh the snow, the slush, all that everything. stuff. Yeah, it's everything. Like I mean I've thought a lot about this, like with people that live in big cities, mm-hmm. you spend a lot more. I, I think that people probably spend more time outside of their apartments because their apartments um, small. are, yeah, they're small. And it's just, that's where you sleep. Like that's, that's the big thing because the social life is just much more important and much easier to access. Um, so yeah, you, you leave your apartment and therefore you're out. And when it's cold, when it's winter time, like, I see here, I barely see people outside in the wintertime unless it's like walk their dogs or they're going to work or, you know, the girl, like in their cars. But in the city, everywhere that you need to go is still on foot. So you feel it more. You definitely feel a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think you're absolutely right that most people, 
because of the rental prices in New York City, where, like, for example, in Manhattan, the average, I think the median price uh, for, I think, a one-bedroom is $4,000. And the cost of living in New York City is apparently 155% the national average. Right? And so a lot of people, I think the term is rent burden, where you're you're spending more than 30% of your take-home on rent. Yeah. Uh, John Oliver literally just did an episode on it last week, so. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that I did not know. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. willing to watch that, I'll say. Yeah, I think it's from two weeks ago, or maybe it's last week, but yeah, it's a whole thing on rent. I mean, rent is, you know, everyone can afford to make mortgage payments, but not everyone, uh, unfortunately, can afford that down payment. That's how you keep people in these cycles, exactly. you know? Exactly. The Times just did this great article. Great. I don't mean great. I mean great facetiously. Very interesting. Uh, about how New York City is essentially a city of renters. And it'll always be a city of renters if uh, affordable housing and just, frankly, the amount of housing uh, doesn't change. It's something about how 800,000 people have... Uh, joined the population of the city in the last 10 years, but they've only built some crazy, crazy low number of housing. So it's like, yeah, no wonder people are forced to rent. So you think people want to rent uh, on the whole? It's like, yes, there, there, there is a you know a strong subset of the population who wants that flexibility, who doesn't want to put down roots, who just wants to be in New York for a little bit of time. But there's a lot of people out here who could make a rent, uh, who, who not only can make rent payments, but also make mortgage payments. But because of the situation we find ourselves in, where so many people are rent burdened, that like there's there's no there's just no way. And now you have factor in inflation and all this stuff. It's just like it does feel like the goalposts of homeownership keeps uh, keeps getting pushed off for, for a bunch of people. It's just uh, yeah, I feel like fundamental changes need to happen for the, to to change that stuff. But I think for this sure. company, this company, this country is dealing with a lot of. Uh, fundamental things that are changing that uh, oh, we don't have oh, yeah. to do too much right now but just yeah. know that it's uh, shit's fucked and it's not good nope alright let's get out of here cause I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm falling asleep I'm falling asleep this is uh, this is me uh, talking with my eyes closed you know this, uh, this is the uh, you didn't get to the spot the, where you got uh, the giggles the upside down you, you bypassed the giggles oh god have we ever fallen asleep while gaming with each other uh possibly i don't know maybe in like lobby pre-game lobbies but i don't i don't think i ever did yeah i, I, remember, think, the, I think the game that we did way back when just forced you to sort of be awake like you you just i just make it the last game but i can't do this anymore yeah um, but if you had it in you, you did it you just yeah. you, you'd be terrible like i know i would be terrible at a certain point but you did what you yep. had to do Yep, my, my older roommate will he he definitely fell asleep in pre-game lobbies in modern warfare 3 before like he he he'd be playing with a party like a group of friends and he would literally fall asleep and then they would have to start shouting at him like hey will like did you are you asleep right now like so uh yeah that 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 never happened to me i took it too seriously that was the problem i mean what one needs to you know <laughs> yeah anyway all right uh, i'll shut it i'll let it i'll let it shut down here now cool all right well i'm reza i'm sandy thanks so much for listening we will see everyone next week I'm going to go to the hospital.